Hello, I'm Pastor Rob Spencer of Church United. We are excited because God is at work in our community of Christ followers. And it is my hope that God works in your life as you listen to this message today. If you'd like more information about Church United, please visit us at churchunited.family. Uh, if you have a Bible, I'd like you to open it up to Genesis. It's not, it's right there at the, t- at the front, Genesis. Chapter two and three, we're gonna read from that here in a second. And uh, chapter 2 is six, verses 16 and 17. But um, as Christians, temptation befalls us all. I'm going to explain that. In Genesis, in the chapter 3 that we'll read here in a minute, we're going to read about the first sin that's committed by Adam and Eve which would eventually affect us all. Um, When I talk about temptation, we're gonna read about the temptation. And so, what is temptation? Temptation is doing something that is wrong or unwise. How do we know what's wrong? How do we know what's unwise? God sets that standard. God tells us what's wrong and what's unwise. And so what are we tempted to do that's unwise? That's sin. And sin is any offense against God. It's disobedience to him. And so we see that. We're going to read about that here. And so um, the story of Adam and Eve in chapter 3 is one of the saddest stories in the entire history of the world. Our first parents, Adam and Eve have the option given to them by God to choose between disobedience and obedience. And we know what happened. They chose disobedience. And the sin takes, is where the very first sin takes place in every human being, okay? And so uh, Romans 3.23, it says, because of this sin, all of sin, there's sin nature in this world, we are born with sin, every human being, all of us. And Romans 3.23 says, for all have fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So now back to Genesis. I'm going to preview the first two chapters here just really quickly. The first two chapters Genesis covers is God's creation. God created everything good and perfect. God created Adam and Eve in that area. Everything is glorious. Picture perfection. You can't because we don't know what it is. Because of this sin, we are now sinful people. We don't know what perfection is. Um, Adam and Eve were created in a perfect world. They knew no sin or evil up to chapter three. And so God prepared the first uh, in creation, the six days, the five days, God prepared everything for mankind, for Adam and Eve, because God is a God of love. And so with that, I wanna read God created this perfect garden for Adam and Eve, and now in the middle of it, God is a God of love, and so he gives us a choice to choose him or not. And so he creates this garden for him, and in the middle he puts this tree, the tree which is called the knowledge of good and evil. And so in Genesis chapter 2, verses 16 and 17, it says, God is telling Adam, he's commanding Adam, from any tree of the garden you may eat, and that you from any tree of the garden you may eat freely, 
But from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat from it, you shall surely die. So again, God is a God of love, and he gives us the choice to obey him. There is freedom in knowing what you can and cannot do. If you know what you cannot do, you know all the other things that you can do. So God gives them this option. God creates this beautiful garden. I don't know how big the garden was, but I can just imagine these lush, beautiful fruit trees and, and vegetation and animals coming to them and all around. And, and they could have walked from one end of the garden, picking whatever they wanted, eating whatever they wanted. But God put this one tree and said, do not eat from it. But they had freedom everywhere else. So, now for us, temptation, as Christians, temptation is common and it's a daily struggle with all of us. We all have this problem. We face temptation in numerous ways, through the internet, social media, TV, relationships within our family, relationships with work, coworkers, the church, and just the community, and we face it in numerous ways. We're tempted to do what's wrong, and we're tempted to go against what God says. We're tempted to lie, cheat, steal, lusting after someone, putting anything before God, our relationship with God. And temptation leads to sin. If we follow the example of Adam and Eve, and we'll see in these scriptures, in these verses. So Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, is what I'm going to read from. So, um, now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, has God said, You shall not eat from any tree of the garden? The woman said to the serpent, From the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat. But from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat from it or touch it, or you will die. The serpent said to the woman, You surely will not die. For God knows that in the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. If you have your Bible open, underline touch it in verse 3. Okay? Um, as Pastor Rob said, Satan is our enemy. Satan hates us. He hates God, so he hates God's creation. God created us because he loves us. And so Satan hates whatever God loves. Um, now we see if Satan can get humans to sin, then he brings pain to God because God hates sin. And so we read in verse chapter, in chapter 3, verse 1, I'm going to cover that, it says, Thou the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, God has said, You shall not eat from any tree of the garden. First of all, in that verse 1, Satan is questioning. Satan comes to Eve. He's going to try to tempt Eve to sin so that he can hurt God, so that he can hurt God's creation and get to God that way. And so he has Satan questions whether it was sin or not to eat from the tree. Was the tree truly forbidden? He says, you shall not eat from any tree? We just read verses six, chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. God didn't say any tree. He said one tree. Listen, 
Satan, in order to corrupt God's perfect and love and loving law, he blemishes it. When we want to sin, when we want to do things, when we're choosing to do things, we blemish God's perfect law. If you take God's word and you read the Bible from cover to cover and you see God come alive, you see the scripture come alive, you see the stories, you will see the story of love, you will see that God is perfect and holy and awesome and righteous and he has all the good news for you and all the righteous ways that you need to choose in there. And the only way that you can sin is if you blemish or lie or come up with whatever excuse to change this word. So, Satan questions whether it was sin or not. Was the tree truly forbidden? Satan quotes with deceit. Satan tries to make God's command unreasonable. Does God not say, does God not say to lie, not to take his name in vain, to steal or to be drunk? Yes, he sure does. We aren't to do these things. But Eve wanted to sin. And so she, the reason I ha I'm asking you to uh, underline to touch is because so Eve continues in the sin, wanting what she wants, and she adds to God's law. In verse 3, she says, um, you, she says, God has said, you shall not eat from it or touch it or you will die. We just read verses chapter 2, 16 and 17. God did not say you couldn't touch it. God said you're not to eat of it. She could have touched it all day. She could have touched it all day. So in order to continue with her reasoning, she's adding to God's word. Um, she's trying to make it sound unreasonable, justifying. We justify our sin. We justify why we do the things we do that we know is sin. Whenever you're making an excuse for something you know is wrong, that's just for, you're, 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 and it's wrong. Um, whatever the tempter says, do not believe it. When we are not in God's word, when we are not with God, when we are wavering in our faith and we are wavering in our resolutions, we will succumb to temptation. We're all facing temptation. And in order to fight that, you need to stay in God's word to defend against it. The lies of Satan, the temptation. Keep your mind fresh. Um, verse 4 says, The serpent said to the woman, you surely will not die. So Satan is, is covering up, uh, saying that it's not sin, but now he's also saying that there's no danger in her committing this sin and her eating this fruit. He's saying there's no danger. Now it's gone from a little half lie, half truth, which we know is a lie, to a blatant lie. And she fell for it, hook, line, sinker, because she wanted to. We reason in ourselves. We reason, we reason we deserve what we do. We want what we want. We deserve it. And at this point, we're slapping God in the face, and we're glorifying Satan over God. We're glorifying evil over God. And Satan constantly is teaching us to be full of doubt and thus to deny God and to deny his supreme authority. 
and we become skeptics and we're reasoning and then we become an atheist because we think that we know what's best and there's no God in the, in the equation. This is what's happening here. This is what's happening with Eve. Um, my daughter Katie, which is growing, she did, I have three daughters. Katie, when she was two years old, she's my middle daughter, we were, this happened over a series of a few events. We were by a stove and she was looking up and she was reaching her hand. And maybe you guys can know the kids, she was trying, she wanted to touch that pan on top of the stove that was cooking, that was hot, steam was boiling off of it, coming off, pouring off of it, and she wanted to touch that pan. She wanted to see, I don't know what was going on in her two-year-old mind. But I came over there and I said, no, do not touch that. Do not touch that. It'll hurt you. I told her, I tried to reason with her. Fast forward another few days, she went to go touch it again. This time I went and I smacked her hand telling her that no, no. The third time, I was in the living room and I heard this cry, this scream, this cry. Guess what? She touched it. In sin, there's pain. I, I tried to tell her, I tried to reason with her. I tried to give her a reason not to. I even smacked her. I disciplined her, but she still touched it. Now, she's a great girl. She loves Jesus. She's about on her way, she just graduated from high school and she's on her way to Liberty. And so she's, she's definitely, you know, uh, beyond all that. But we do the same thing. God surrounds us with good choices. There's goodness all around us. And we choose to sin and it causes pain. Verse five, last verse. Um, he promises advantage by saying that, for God knows that in the day that you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And so he promises advantage by it. Satan tempts to show improvements in our lives. Your eyes will be open. You will have pleasures. All those pleasures are instant and temporary. They're not eternal. And a lot of those pleasures and a lot of those things will turn to addictions and to further sin and separation from God, the one that loves you. And so stay away. All this time, he knows that he's got Eve. He keeps tempting her, keeps tempting her. He knows he's got, he's got her on the ropes. She then sins. She was easy prey. So God, wrapping all this up, God set up Adam and Eve for success. Gave them everything they needed. Gave them a perfect, a perfect world. Sinless, no evil. They chose to disobey. They could have eaten from any tree they wished. And so God is always providing, we do the same thing, God is always providing us a way of escape. And it's our choice to choose to run to him or not. And so, um, but God also provided for Adam and Eve a way to be reconciled. God came to them and he confronted them. And he told them, and they already knew what they did was wrong. We know what we do is wrong. They were hiding. God covered them with his righteousness. God loved him. He continued. He does the same for us. In Romans 6, 23, it says that for the wages of sin is death, and the, whole, uh, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The free gift, we know that the wages of sin is death, but the free gift is us realizing that we are sinners because we are. And realizing that Jesus is the one that died for us 
so that we could be forgiven of those sins. He was our sacrifice. And so, to end this, Charles Spurgeon was a great 19th century pastor who said in one of his sermons that if young men knew the price of sin, even in this life, they would not be so hot to purchase pleasurable moments at the price of painful years. What about you? Do you stern family, do you, will you stand firm against temptation? Do you do it now? Or do you give in? Do you give in to all the whims of the world? Do you give in to these things? Listen, Adam and Eve sinned, and it's reverberated through the history, human history. If they would have known the pain that it was gonna cause, would they have done it? Probably still yes. We do it too. We know sin causes pain and we still choose. So instead, the next time you're tempted, don't be like Adam and Eve. Run to God and stand firm and be bold. You are surrounded with God's goodness. Use it. So temptation befalls us all, but turning to Jesus trumps it all. Lord, I pray that as we... Uh, Think about these things, Lord. We know that Satan is the enemy. Lord, I pray that you would keep us from temptation. I pray, Lord Jesus, that as we are tempted and we will be tempted, Lord, that we would run to you. You're our Father. You're our love. You're our Savior. You're everything we need. We have all the goodness around you. We have your word. We have books. We have your scripture. We have fellow Christians. We have people we can pray. We can talk. God, help us to get in your word and to stand firm against those temptations. Don't let us give in. God, let us remember that sin equals pain. Pain for us, pain for the people behind us, pain for the people around us. Sin is no good. Help us to be reminded today to fight. We ask in Jesus' name, amen.